Are you ready to be you? Let's go. Hello, Be You Movement fam. I am so excited to introduce to you our first ever official podcast guest, Mr. Maddie Matt Damore. Here he is. Thanks, <laughs> I'm so excited to have him. He's one of my favorite people in the planet. And he is our first guest star for a reason. He's going to be answering a lot of different questions for us to kickstart our podcasts. So Maddie is an integrative personal and professional coach. And I just would like you to start off by explaining what you do. Yeah. Um, at the core, really what I do is I help people become the best versions of themselves. Here we go. Um, and really help them identify the things that are important to them into, uh, in their life and what's blocking them from achieving that and ultimately helping them uh, achieve their goals. Great. Yeah. So what does it actually mean to be you? That's a, a really great question. Um, in, in my line of work, I think for me, what it means to be you is to first and foremost, have a personal relationship with yourself. Um, and that personal relationship entails a lot of different methods and practices, and a lot of people can access themselves through different ways. Some people, like yourself, access it through dance. Some people access it through art. Some people access it through, um, you know, planting food and gardening, whatever it is for themselves to begin to have a relationship with themselves in a way that they get to know what makes them happy, maybe their core values, their belief system, and really sets what I like to call like their North Star, their compass. So that they live their life in a way that's in accordance with the things that are important to them. Awesome. So in my mind, when I close my eyes and try to find the best ber version of myself, I like to find a place of my happiness. So how do I feel? Where do I want to be located? Um, what spiritually, how do I feel inside? And really just grasping the point of my personal happy place. So how do you touch upon those aspects and how do you know if you've truly becomes the best version of yourself? Well, I think it's an ongoing process, something that never stops while you're still here and have a physical body. Um, but I think that over time, the, the basic thing that I like to do is just to make sure that people have a really solid starting point. And a lot of times people haven't identified those factors that you were just talking about, like what are the things that make me happy and where do I want to be and who do I want to be around? But it's really identifying those things that you know make you happy and that really light you up and, and touch on your passions. Um, and then from there, I think it's a continual, continuous refinement process and always in evolution. I like to say we never stand in the same river twice because we're always changing as people. And over time, I believe that I'll, those things that might be true for us today, they still could be true for us in a year, two or three years, but they could evolve as well as we evolve. And we, um, you know, think about things differently. We have different relationships. We um, fall in and out of passion with different lines of work. And some of that can stay consistent, but it also can change. So I think it's something where um, it's that, that relationship with yourself that I was going back to that allows you to navigate and, and constantly redefine yourself. So I think that for, for um, me and for others, it's, it's a continuation. You're always becoming you, that best version of yourself. It's a, it's a process that you don't, it's not like the mountaintop where you arrive and you're there. I think it's like, it's an ongoing thing. Great. So I want to use those specific words that you mentioned to be able to find yourself. You said 
you know, physical body, location, spiritually. Mm -hmm. So what we focus on at BU is the five aspects of wellness. What are those and how do you describe those? Yeah. So the first aspect, which a lot of people is their first entry point into wellness is the physical aspect. And for me, it's that is, you know, what are you doing with your body? How are you moving your body? Um, What are you putting in your body in terms of food or on your body in terms of skin care and all that type of stuff? Um, And really, what are you doing to take care of your physical temple? I like to say this is your temple and how do you want to treat it? Um, So physically, there's also that sleep is involved and making sure that everything that really is involved in us uh, taking care of ourselves is in that physical bucket. Um, then so ahead. question there yep. when most people mention physical they mention working out mm-hmm. and how you look on the outside which for me is obviously a huge trigger I always say you are so much more than your body so how can you correlate that from like you said physical body mm-hmm. to something that really starts from the inside yeah I mean so I used to have a business called inside out wellness and that was the premise of everything that we did. Little did you know. Little did you know. <laughs> um, but really, uh, at the end of the day, there's a lot of what we call fit sick people. And fit sick people are the ones that if they were to take their shirts off, potentially they would have the rock hard abs and they would have the chiseled look. But inside they're, you know, they're unhappy. Their digestion is bad. They've got, you know, internal organ problems and just things inside aren't operating well. So in that physical part, the inside out wellness is because whatever is within will be reflected back to you. And that's what you'll see. And that's kind of like one of the the, the methodologies and and the principles that I um, name the business after is that whatever ha- is you know happening inside, even emotionally and Uh, mentally and spiritually that will be reflected back to you I would say the universe always shows you where you're at you just need to pay attention and that's like your scorecard Um, and so yeah that physical part is really important because I think that at the end of the day if we're feeling better and we're sleeping well and we've got great energy and we're happy that is that's way more important and of course then if you want to have an aesthetic but that's the byproduct of having a good internal physical health So with that, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with the rest of the five Mm -hmm. aspects. What is the next one you want to mention? Um, The mental component. Um, And so so mental wellness, I know you're really, really big on on good mental health, and that's vitally important. I think mental health uh, stems from having a positive relationship with whatever aspects of your life. So that could be a positive relationship with your body. Um, with your purpose and your passion, um, with your relationship potentially with your family. Um, So those things that then influence you that have the potential to take you to a place that um, isn't necessarily super awesome to be in, right? Um, And mentally, I think good mental health also has a practice of um, knowing how to work with your mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times our mind uh, tries to take control. And so having practices that can still your mind Um, whether that be walking or meditation or something that allows you to really just cultivate a a greater mental presence. I think also exercising your mind Mm -hmm. through reading, um, through anything that involves mental processing, puzzles, Sudoku, like all of that stuff is really good for um, the growth of the mind. So keeping up and really making sure like we do with our physical body, we don't want to have our mind atrophy as well. We don't have our mind break down because you can have a great physical form, but your mind can go, or your mind can go, and you can have great physical form. So you want to make sure that you are constantly paying attention to all of them because they're all integrated. And um, 
So that will bring me to maybe the next aspect um, that we're talking about is, and I see these two also tied together um, is the emotional piece, like the, the mental and the emotional, a lot of times I will use a lot of times together. Um, but that emotional part is going to come from a thought or a feeling. And because of those thoughts or feelings, then we have emotions that come out of that. Um, and so really understanding our emotions, I think our emotions mm-hmm. are our guidance. They're our GPS to understand what is happening inside of us. So a lot of times you'll see people try to hide their emotions or suppress their emotions when they're here to guide you. They're here to tell you something about yourself. Um, and so I think that um, one on the on the emotional health is just understanding and really honoring your emotions and being with your emotions, not trying to hide them or suppress them, um, but really be present with them and have them be part of your your guidance. I was like your little board of advisors, you know, your emotions are there. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) They're like, you know, um, so so good emotional health is really important um, and to establish and also process your emotions. A lot of people trying to stuff your emotions down and um, in our society, you know, there's very uh, strong um, stigmatisms around certain people not being able to, you know, men being seen as weak if they process mm-hmm. their emotions, women being overly emotional, right? So you have these stereotypes that are played out, but really it's something that emotions are to be expressed. They're there to be dealt with and, and to be used, like I said, as that, um, as that guidance system. And what I would say too, is the more, like you said, I'm really, really involved in my mental health, which is one of the reasons why I started BU, but the more I healed myself mentally and I tapped more into my brain was the more I actually started feeling my emotions. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was afraid to cry, <laughs> but it's actually so healthy mm-hmm. and really feeling your emotions really just taps you into, like you said, the best version of, of themselves. So we have physical, we have mental, we have yep. emotional. Yep. And can I go back? I want, I want Please. to say something. And that is, um, the integrative part is really important. And you just touched on something that I was going to maybe say, but forgot. But, and that is, if we have something that's uh, emotional and mental that uh, basically is living in our body, call it grief, call it frustration, call it anger, that actually lives in our body. So before we're born, you know, and then when we come out, everything that ever happens to us energetically has an imprint in our body, it's stored in our body. And different emotions live in different parts of our body. So like our lungs hold grief and our liver holds bitterness. And so these emotions, so when you have a physical interaction with something that then turns into emotion, that emotion can then manifest itself into like something physical. So for example, one that we see often, which is on the rise, is the on the rise of breast cancer in women. And that's about self-love. So the self-love issue manifests in terms of a physical issue. And then the other way around, you can have a physical, you can break your arm if you're riding your bike and you fall. And then over time, because of what that does to your life, that can then manifest itself into an emotional issue. So those two things can go back and forth. So a physical issue can end up as an emotional issue or an emotional issue as the start can actually end up as a physical issue. And that's something that we don't do a lot of tying into in our societies. We don't understand that the emotions are living in our body. The knees are pride. So if people have a lot of, you know, um, knee problems, a lot of times I would say, so tell me about the things that you're literally unwilling to let go of because you're too proud. Our hamstrings hold the, the past. So if we're always having tight hamstrings or we have some, I would say, okay, you know, are you having a hard time letting go? 
So all of these things are very uh, symbolic and live in the body in certain ways. And it's a good way to find out maybe what's happening in somebody's body by going to the energetic counterpart, if that makes sense. So I am one that has a lot of digestive issues and my tummy hurts a lot. What does that relate to? I mean, so the the, the stomach is, is a place where, you know, most of our emotions uh, kind of temporarily get stored. So that could be uh, a lot of stress primarily is the any form of stress, right? And we can have a physical, a mental, emotional, a spiritual form of stress. So I think that the the stomach is a, is a a place that takes the the brunt of a lot of stress in in life. Um, on top of that stress, then when we're at a stressed state, we're actually more susceptible to developing food intolerances and stuff like that. So that's why we're seeing, in in my opinion, a rise of a lot of uh, food allergies and food intolerances on top of the food system kind of um, manipulating our food, I think we're getting more stress as a, as a culture. And as we're getting more stress as a culture and we're, we're moving faster and faster, then what happens is that we're actually more susceptible to developing intolerances and um, uh, allergies to foods. So the stomach is, is a place where um, we hold a lot of our stress and then that just kind of works its way into digestion. So you're saying I have a lot of stress over here? <laughs> we, we, all, we all do. We all yes. do. And I would say that the top five things that most people experience, if, if you average, if you ask the 100 people, the top five responses of, of things that they would say that they would like to have change in terms of their health is going to, one is going to be up, like their digestion is going to be up there. Um, sleep is like people have a very hard time sleeping um, and have sleep issues. Um, uh, with the digestion, kind of like a lot of gas and bloating. Um, and then, uh, so sleep, digestion, gas and bloating, I'm forgetting the other two, but those are like, those are, oh, back pain, low back pain. Um, and the back is very much like taking on the weight of the world. When people have a lot of back pain, it's because it's like, they're carrying around their burdens. Imagine every time that you've got your little backpack on and you put on one more thing of stress, you're carrying that stress with you. And what is holding that is your back. Um, so what's the saying? Oh, it's breaking my back. This is breaking my back. Right. So we have all these colloquialisms that literally are, are telling the truth, but we don't really understand what they mean is that, yeah, we they, like when we take on that stress, it will break our back. It will show up in our knees and you know bring us to our knees. And that's we, we, another, right? It brought me to my knees. You hear that often, yep. right? I was, I, this whole situation was so stressful. It brought me to my knees. And what's that saying? It's like, yeah, you had to surrender because you had too much pride. It brought me to my knees. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how it's all in there. So we hit, thank you for that. Yeah. So we had, so whenever I have an issue and I can just come to you and say, actually, what is it? <laughs> so there's a really great reference um, out there for anyone who was listening. Louise Hay has a book that um, is a, it's a, I call it maybe a, a tabletop book or something like that. Um, I think it's called Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life. And it goes through and, and breaks the body down and shows its emotional counterpart. And then she That's gives sweet. you a, gives you a, um, an affirmation to bring you out of that. So if it's in the knees and it's pride, then it's something about, you know, um, I stand in my power. And so then she gives you an affirmation to transcend out of that. So that's a great reference for anybody who's 
uh, listening. Um, awesome. Podcast. We will have also resources. If you are a BU member, we'll have resources. So I definitely put great that on the list. Great. So next up, the we spiritual. Have, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. brings us to, we're in Matt's home right now, and this is part of his whole street. He's a lion. I'm a lion. <laughs> anyway. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I take I have my pride. Um, it's so funny. Um, so the spiritual component, I think, is one that uh, is the conductor of all the rest. And by the conductor of all the rest, I mean that to me is one of the components that uh, runs the show and is the most important. And by spiritual, I just want to make sure that I'm working with a, a definition that's out there. Yeah. And that's just simply a, a connection to something outside of yourself, bigger than yourself. You know, there's a lot of stigma around uh, spirituality. And I'm not saying specifically religion. I'm saying you could have a connection and you could call it God. You could call it nature. You could call it energy. You could call it source. You could call it the universe. Whatever that might be for you, including a religious path is wonderful. And so it's really understanding and connecting to that, um, to that, to that energy, to that aspect uh, that basically for me, permeates its way through everything and is the conductor of this magical show that we're experiencing called life. And um, from a practical standpoint, I think it also ties deeply into your purpose and your passion. Um, a lot of times it's called, you know, it's called your, your, your dharma or your path in, in the sense that um, what are you here to, what do you, what have you been put on this planet to do, you know, to accomplish, to share and and um, I think that to me all ties in there that um, uh, it, that's a part of like kind of the spiritual path. And then I, and uh, secondly, it's, it's that, again, that's that aspect of knowing yourself. It's really connecting in with yourself in a way that um, for me, those two are kind of the same. So um, the spiritual component, it's that a relationship, knowing that there's something weaving its web through all of this, um, it's the magic that we experience in life. So I know that you, Matt, have a special connection mm -hmm. to your spiritual self. Mm -hmm. How do you tap into that and how did it get to, how did it help you get to where you are now and yeah. help you become the best version of yourself? Yeah, for sure. Are we coming? Like yeah, said. for sure. <laughs> That's a, it's a, um, I like this because I it was very conscious. Um, I was doing personal training uh, back with Inside Out Wellness. And I also uh, had spent a lot of time studying nutrition. And I was working with my clients. And I was getting them to a place that was definitely further along from when where they started. But there was still a lot of room to grow. And there, we were kind of capping out with them. And to me, I like to bring the most value. And so I'm always like, okay, what what's the next step? Where does all of this stuff, because clearly we're doing everything that we can to tackle the physical and what they're putting in their mouth and doing rehab and all the stuff with the, the body and the nutrition. And then there was this component that still wasn't being addressed. And so for me, I wanted to be able to be of the most service for my clients. And I figured that in order for me to do that, I have to go deeper into myself. So then I basically can see in them what I see in myself. And so from an analogy, imagine if you're driving down a highway and you're at mile marker 100 
you can remember what mile marker 50 looks like because you've passed that already. Right. And so for me, I, I kind of started to dive deep into myself as a means to be of service to other people more. So that if I knew and was basically, you know, constantly scrubbing my container and by scrubbing my container and doing my healing work and, and doing the, the practices that I knew to basically know myself the deepest level, then if I do that, I felt like I was in a better position to know them more and to see their pain and suffering because I took myself through that process as well. So ultimately, it was a, um, an initial desire to be able to connect and be with people more. Um, in a way that not only did I get the benefit, they got the benefit and the world got the benefit. Um, and for me, I, I try to embody and see everything as um, sacred as possible. I think I really connect to a lot of the um, call them indigenous communities or just um, historical ways of being around community and villages where it was more about the how things were special and they were they were um, held as sacred and they were respected. Whether that's we prayed around meals or you know everything, mm -hmm. just things, even how we engage with the land and how we maybe just thank the sun for coming out today and the wind and just really coming back to really mother earth and nature yeah. um, and just having a deeper kind of connection with all those elements. Um, so for me. Um, it's it's making sure that as my life gets busier and busier and busier, and we have an opportunity to forget to slow down. Ground and to, yourself. And, yeah, and to be thankful for the things that we just might speed up past and to realize that there's a lot happening for us through our guidance here um, that there's to be grateful for. Um, so for me, my, my practice, um, at least the goal, right, um, is to connect back to the understanding that there's things happening all the time and that there's this specialness and there's this very beautiful sacredness to our life. Um, and then, you know, also doing things to connect them back to myself, whether that's just breathing or meditation, um, getting outside in nature, connecting in and, and maybe even during like a movement practice, um, connecting with friends and, and just learning and growing too and, and reading books, you know, uh, listening to podcasts and you know going to see other people that have very unique and special talents that mm. allow me to um, get reflection from them and and to learn from them so it's all it's all of a process but for me I would say it's um, brought into and condensed to an idea of uh, a path of personal growth so that's kind of how I would house my spiritual path is spiritual path equals for me a personal growth path and I would also say it's very interesting is once you step out of yourself and see that there's so much more around you that actually helps you become the best version of yourself internally, mm -hmm. which is awesome. I mean, that was huge for me to know, to be able to trust in the universe that thing, everything happens for a reason and that there's someone always watching over you mm -hmm. versus just being so inside yourself and you also mentioned helping others, which is my purpose, that that can also bring a form of spiritual and also connection, which is the yes. last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> community. And I think community is... So social. Social, social, yep. Um, and how I define social is being, you know, kind of in commune and in community with mm -hmm. others. And it, I think that right now we got to see as a world 
the importance of community because of what happened during 2020 and COVID when we went all into isolation. I think that now more than ever, people understand the power of community, right? We were taken and separated and kind of isolated from each other. And what did everybody have to report after that? They missed each other. Yeah. They, they missed mm -hmm. the connection. And there's been a lot of recent um, studies that have come out that actually say that through all the different variables that you can assess in the lifestyle, whether it's you know location and nutrition or access to sun or all this stuff, the number one um, uh, contributor to positive health, longevity, and, uh, and lifespan is, is community. And so that's really, really important. And not only just any community, but a community that resonates with going back to the initial thing about being you, you know, what is it that you stand for in your belief systems and your values? So we're seeing a lot of people today really kind of link up uh, into their quote unquote tribe, you know, and, um, and begin to go back to some of those uh, ways of being that have been lost over the last hundred years, right? Sharing in resources, sharing in thought, sharing in and um, support and, and living more in connection with each other. And I think that um, it's, it's very, very important that uh, that is satiated in your life. Yeah. And that's the most important part I would say of BU movement is that I call ourselves an inclusive wellness community mm -hmm. to know that you're never alone and you're not going through it alone. And didn't you mention that to me the other day, you said that community is the number one mm -hmm. reason why people are in their form of happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, community is, is like I said, so important. And I think it's really tough to deny that because we all had a personal experience with that over the last couple mm -hmm. of years. We all got to feel what it was like to not be able to connect in with the people that we loved and to, you know, even with our families or whoever it might be, it was so awkward not being able to kind of connect in. And also that prevented us from having the physical connection. We need to be have, mm -hmm. we need to have touch. We need to be hugged eight times a day. You know, that's where the dopamine and serotonin and all the, the feel good, um, have chemicals get released in our body and so that that community is is vital and i also think that surrounding yourself with the right community which is mm -hmm. also the importance of bu is you're surrounded by people who are also on a path of mm -hmm. self-growth and who want mm -hmm. to support you to becoming the best version of yourselves which is the five aspects of wellness that we are all focusing on so i find that to be so special and i'm just so grateful to be a part of this community with mm -hmm. all of you because I never had that, which is obviously why we started BU Movement. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was, I was, there was something mm -hmm. that you just said that I wanted to bring back. Please. Um, shoot. Uh, oh, it was about the being intentional with the people that you're around. Yes. And I just want to share with everybody that um, it's really interesting because oftentimes we put ourselves in environments that is not supportive to our, our blossoming mm -hmm. and our evolution and our growth. And so, um, because whether we think we have to stick with these people or that we don't have a choice, but I really want to offer and suggest that everyone who's listening, um, really take an assessment of who they're around. Cause they say you become the, uh, the sum of the, the five people that you hang around the most. So this is a really cool exercise. So if you if you write down the, the five people who you spend the most time with, look at how healthy they are, look at their finances, look at the, their friends, look at you know all of the things that that how you would describe them, and that's what you're gonna become. 
So you need to be very, very intentional of who you hang around with because literally you become those people. So if you have people who are elevating you and supporting you and seeing the greatness and pulling that out of you, those are the type of people that you want to be around. Uh, In contrary, if there's people where, you know, they're kind of constantly poking at you or, um, you know, bringing you down on some level, you might want to take a look at why those people are still in your life. Amazing. So Thank you for sharing all that. And those five aspects of wellness are so important because that's what we focus on at BU Movement to become the best version of themselves. And every, all these guest stars that come on are going to speak upon something that's so different, which is why I brought Matt on first to just explain all of them. And then we can really dial them in with everyone who comes on board. And then if you're part of our membership program, you get to learn those practices. Mm -hmm. So you've told us so many things and have so much knowledge. I would like for you to explain to them, what is your day-to-day? What do you do? And what is yeah. your business? And yeah. how do you help people? Through for this? sure, for sure. Um, so my day-to-day, uh, my main project is called Subtle Distinctions. And uh, ultimately we do this with individuals. And by this, I mean, we work with people and have identify what it is that they want more of or less of. Um, we do that for individuals and people on business teams. Um, and really it's a, it's a more of a personal journey within the context that we find them, whether it's just a one-on-one where we, we meet somebody who wants to do some personal coaching, or we have access to uh, people on, on business teams. But really for me, we like working with a lot of business teams because uh, personally, I felt that it's a great way to scale ourselves mm-hmm. in a way that if we can get those people within the business, specifically, even the, 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 the C-suite folks operating from their heart and also understanding and implementing a lot of healthy ways of being with each other. Because ultimately with, with, when you get to teams, it's about how people are interacting with mm-hmm. each other, how they're treating each other. Right. And, and it comes back down to the basics of respect and communication and how to know how to have difficult conversations, how to ask for what you need. Um, and so we do that for teams, but you are taking those principles and you're applying them to all aspects of your life. You're not just going to work on communication and then just keep them to your little lane of business, right? You're going to come home and you're going to apply them to your children and to your partner and all that. So we, we work on very universal values um, and are very kind of values driven in terms of you know, working on those uh, components. So. so how did you get into your career and subtle distinctions is such a unique name. How did you yeah. choose that? I know those are two questions, but yeah. they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So like, again, for me, it was, and there was this, it was very cool. So subtle distinctions is a, is a culmination project for me in a way that takes a lot, all the, the previous components of my life and brings them all into one place. So that would be my, my love for holistic health, um, primarily combined with my love for people and for business. So it's taking those, all of them and, and bringing them to one place um and so it's it's a we call it subtle distinctions because subtle um in a way that we like to point things out in people's language or just having them see something one degree or two degrees differently than they've seen it before that's the subtle part and the distinction is oh see it from this angle instead of this angle and something that one degree can open up a whole new thing because you don't need to have these massive breakthroughs one little thing can shift everything over time, right? And so um, we thought A was clever, but conceptually what we do for people is help them have perspective changes 
so that they can see their situation or another situation differently that allows them to then move from a different place or engage with it in a, in a different way that um, brings them more of what they want. Amazing. Yeah. So now that we get to learn that, I want to bring out a huge benefit of becoming a member, which is group coaching. So if you're a member of BU Movement, we have group coach, group coaching, which is with this guy. So explain what that's about. And I'm so excited for you to be a part of it. Meanwhile, I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you. And people are going to get such a huge benefit. So if you're listening to this, you get more. <laughs> so yeah, so the group coaching is something that so I've got a business partner, um, Linwood, and he's going to be joining um, me as well on the group coaching. And what we have found is that there are, there are common themes that are very relevant for everybody and um, very powerful. And no matter if you've been working on that specific theme for uh, a year or two years or 10 years, there's always something to, to glean. And then the power of the group is something that we have found in our coaching when you can come together, speaking about community, mm -hmm. um, in a group format, there's so much that can be learned simply from just observing somebody else's process or their communication. Um, so what we're going to be doing for the group coaching is each month we're going um, to set a different theme. And for example, uh, a theme could be um, how to have difficult conversations with a boss or with a significant other. And we're going to invite folks to come in and we're going to... Um, share a little bit of content around that. And then we're going to open it up to everybody who is there with us to bring whatever they would like, whether it's something specific to their life or if they've got questions. And we'll just begin to work with that individual and the rest of the people in a group format. And it's something that is incredibly powerful and that we've been doing for a while now and have seen great, great benefits. So it's something that um, I would absolutely invite everyone to take advantage of. It's, it's really, really awesome work. It's a very uh, safe and healthy container. Um, and that's something that I want to um, really bring in there is that um, for folks to feel safe to bring something mm -hmm. that could be maybe a little bit personal or emotional or vulnerable, um, it takes it takes them knowing that it's going to be uh, handled in a way that is respectful and that's caring and that all of that. So that's something that we take and place the highest regard on is creating a psychologically safe container for folks to be able to come and uh, feel safe to, to engage in the types of conversations that we might be having. So to recap, each month will be a different theme mm -hmm. in order to help their self-growth, Correct. whether that's through their personal life or business yep. or whatever they're going through. How do you want them or expect them to leave after the session? Well, I mean, ultimately, um, the more, I would say the more that, they come um, and are willing to give the more um, that they can get, right? So uh, in large part, it's coming with an open mind and an open heart. Um, you could come onto these sessions and not feel like you want to say anything and they could come away with so much just by listening to other people's mm -hmm. conversations. Um, so I guess for us, our, our goal is that they walk away with a deeper understanding of themselves, potentially, mm -hmm. Um, seeing something in a new way that they haven't seen before, learning some new practices and tips and tricks, introduced to some resources where we're constantly um, sharing models. And like I did here with the book with Louise Hay, we're always giving resources Amazing. for people. And that's something that we are, um, we'll point out if there's something that comes up like, yeah, this came from this. And, you know, you can check that out if you're, um, you know, 
dealing with this or whatnot, um, but ultimately that they get more excited about uh, potentially knowing themselves more and or up to having brought a very uh, specific situation to us where we can actually do live coaching with them. And that's something that's very, very powerful. So having a, having their own coaches for up to an hour or so while they're on the call. And that's, you know, a, a big value. Huge value. I just want to say that this is something that you're not able to get anywhere else. So I just want to say thank you again yeah. for being a part of the movement, because this is a huge, huge benefit that you can get with becoming a member that you're not able to get really anywhere else, mm-hmm. especially with you and Linwood. Yeah, no, we, we, we don't do this kind of format um, like this. So this is very, very special for us and something that we love doing. So thank you. Amazing. Yeah. So I want to close this up with, if you had one piece of advice you can give to those who are just starting their healing process and growth process that are just starting into this wellness journey, what would you give? Uh, That's a beautiful question. I would say have a ton of grace for yourself and a ton of love in a way that um, however it is that you, how I'm going to, whatever it is that has caused you to jump on the journey. Typically, it's something that, you know, they, you run into a life event where just stuff isn't working or a lot of times people will hit a very challenging part of their life and then they'll start to blame themselves for certain things. So for me, I always like to say, be very, very gentle on yourself and be very, very gracious and very loving and treat yourself like you would if you have a, a two or three-year-old son or daughter. And if you don't have kids, treat your, like how you would your very, very best friend. Treat yourself like that and be patient because it's a lifelong journey Um, in a way that the more you get into it, I think the more that you'll get excited about it, the easier it it will become. And uh, the more fun you'll have in a way that potentially what started out to be this, this big, dark, kind of scary thing is now like this really light and fun and playful thing that you have uh, transmuted into really um, creating a beautiful life for yourself. Beautiful. Thank you for that. So y'all can find him at the BU movement. Come join our membership. Where else can they find you? Right now, I'm, I don't do the social media. Thing very much. <laughs> subtle distinctions. Yes, subtle distinctions. You can check out our website, subtledistinctions.com. And, um, you know, we, we can connect them with us there. Amazing. So, yeah. And businesses? I mean, individuals, businesses, small teams, big teams. We range from startups um, all the way to Fortune 50 companies um, and, you know, do amazing custom work for, for people. Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. joining. Once yeah. again, this is Matt and more. And thank you, little dab. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you to come back for some more guest stars and learn and grow with us. Become a part of our membership program. If you are a member, you get to join us live on the broadcast and get to stay for a nice Q&A after. So you can follow us at BUMBMT.com and on social media platforms, BUMBMT. My name is Brooke Emery, your host, Matt Damore, and I can't wait to see you on the next pod. Bye. See you, everyone.